welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. My name is Austin. I am your host. And this week is our 50th episode. So this is a pretty big deal for, for the team here. Uh, but first, before I get into all that, uh, as always, a big thank you to our sponsors. We can't do this without our sponsors. Eclipseholsters.com, our first sponsor. If you guys are looking for, obviously, a holster, if you're looking for a mag carrier, you're looking for a wallet, you're looking for a dump tray, whatever you guys need, head to eclipseholsters.com, use our code PREPARED15, save yourself 15% off, they guarantee their shipping in three business days or less. Guys, they do great work. They got all the colors, all the, the patterns, whatever you need, they got it. And if they don't have it, say you want something custom, say you want a specific image, shoot an email. Nine out of 10 times, it will get you taken care of and you'll be thrilled with the quality. And like I've mentioned before on this podcast, they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Whatever it is you guys need, Jess and our team will take care of you. Clipsholsters.com. Again, that's our code prepared15 to save 15% off the order. And mymedic.com, our newest sponsor, a great supporter of the Prepared Mindset podcast. Head to mymedic.com for whatever you guys need. If you're into hiking, want to take the family camping now that the weather's getting a little bit better, maybe you need something you're going to keep in the car in case of an accident or you're out and about. Uh, maybe you're out, you volunteer a lot with youth sports, youth activities. Hell, I used to teach high school marching band. You know, you carry a first aid kit with you. You're always going to find a reason to use a first aid kit. All right, whether it goes from a Band-Aid and a regular cut and scrape, up to, God forbid, something a whole heck of a lot worse. The team at MyMedic has got you covered. Whatever you guys need. Tourniquets, uh, down, like I said, basic bandages, chest seals, everything. And their MyFAC has everything you're ever going to need. And they, they prepackage it into a nice pouch you can mount somewhere in your vehicle, take it with you wherever you go. Use our code, MINDSET20. Save 20% off your order, guys. 20%. That's huge. Okay, go check out the team over at MyMedic. They'll take care of you. Like I was saying, five zero. This is uh, this is fifty for for the prepared mindset. So I try to you know do something to to kind of celebrate or or mark these these big number episodes for us. You know, number ten because it was double digits, and then twenty five, and um, now fifty. Right, and for some podcasts, you know, I know this is coming on for a lot of for a lot of other people, but for us, uh, this is an important one. So I wanted to tackle. I want to tackle something that uh, I've been kind of saving, um, a topic that I, I think is important to mention, and it goes through your your preparation, it goes through your planning, and it, it goes into your personal life. Out, you know, away from away from this and into work, everything. Right, and that's just how to. I want to talk about you know, being successful and, and how to get where you want to be, right? Because no matter what project it is, no matter what endeavor it is, there's always uh, a fear of uncertainty, right? There's always the possibility that you could fail, all right? And I think that anything that's worth doing, anything that's worth uh, worth the undertaking, right, um, should be that way. If there's no risk to it, then how how great a reward is there? Now, I'm not saying you can go out and mortgage your house and, and bet on your favorite sports team to win. That's not what I'm saying, obviously. What I'm saying is you got to put yourself out there. You got to sacrifice and you got to do the things you got to put in the work to be successful. Okay. Your, your lot in life, 
is a direct is a direct outcome of whatever you put into it. Not always 100%, but whatever you put out, you'll get back. I I truly believe that. Uh, spiritually, mentally, I mean, whatever, emotionally, however you want to, you want to split the hairs on this, you'll get that back to you. Okay. Um, you have to decide how important these things are, right? That's why when sitting down with Sam and sitting down with my wife and, and having discussions on, did I want to start this project, uh, launching this podcast? You know, that's the, the example I'm going to keep coming back to is, a lot of different things. Like, do you want to put the money out to start it? A lot of people don't think it takes much money to, to start a podcast, and, and to some degree, I guess it doesn't. Um, you know, everybody's definition of a lot of money is is different and it's relative, and it wasn't technically a lot, but you had to front you know front some money. Um, <clears throat> at some point, you got to make the decision uh, that you don't want to rely on somebody else to do it for you, right? Um, Maybe you don't know how, go find a way, find out how, do the research, right? Um, maybe, you know, maybe right now this, this byproduct, this is a byproduct of everything that we're living through, right? With COVID. Okay. Uh, you, I did this because I needed to maintain my sanity, right? You couldn't go out and do anything. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to the mall. Like everything's, it's different, man. That's the best word I can use for it. It's just, it's different. Even now, you know, in a lot of places across the country, we're starting to see the lockdowns lift. It's different than it used to be. So I decided that not knowing how long this was going to last, right? I decided I wanted to take this chance. Um, I decided that I want to do it the, uh, I say the right way. Um, everyone's got, again, their own definition of doing things the right way. You know, I think, uh, a lot, a lot of us, I'm sure, are gonna think of our our dads, right? Because not doing it their way growing up was not doing it the right way, uh, and that's you know for some people it's a happy memory, for some people it's funny, whatever. But uh, to me, I wanted to do this the right way, and what I mean by that is I wanted to try and put out quality content. I wanted to try and make this not just about me telling me telling other people what they need to be doing or. Uh, what they're not doing. You know, I want to make this about learning and about sharing my experiences because I mean, relatively inexperienced in a lot of things. And that's, you know, Sam is involved. You know, Sam's my partner in this, in this project. He's got a lot of life experience that I don't, you know, um, you, you, you work with people, you, you share life experiences, uh, you share information. That's how we all get better together. Right. So he and I came together on this project and it had been something that we both kind of had, had wanted to do for a while, right? It just, you didn't have the time, didn't afford you the, uh, the option of, uh, dedicating that much of your life to things, you know, uh, as the lockdown hit, well, then that gave us the, the opportunity, right? Got all this time sitting at home, uh, maybe possibly off of work more free time, you know, less family functions, less stuff going on. So, um, it was a, it was a risk, you know, uh, I even remember looking at my wife going, well, if this fails, then, you know, at least I'll still have, you know, the, the laptop that I bought, right. <laughs> to do this on, um, that'll still be worth what it, you know, I paid for it roughly. 
Um, and you know, the rest of it won't be that big a loss if, if it fails. But I mean, you weigh out those options, you weigh out those risks, you, you look at the reward and not even financially, right? Because I'll be completely transparent with everybody. I don't make money doing this podcast. Um, I'm sure there are podcast. I know there's podcasters out there that do right. Um, but I'm, I'm not one of those people, Sam and I don't make money on this. Nobody here, um, it's not to my knowledge is, has actually made money off of this. We do this because it's a, a project that we enjoy doing and because, uh, it, well, honestly, it gives us a chance to hang out and, and talk about stuff we like to talk about. Um, but it really highlights when you're jumping into something like this, how important your mindset is, right? You don't think after you commit to it, right? Don't think about the failure. Think about how you're going to succeed. And if it doesn't work, you didn't fail in that endeavor. You just found one more way that that wasn't going to work. Right. Um, and podcasting aside, maybe for, for some of you guys, it's, it's getting into this, this level of preparation, uh, shooting, right. Um, maybe it's, it's get, building your kit, building your gear, right. You're supporting, uh, you're supporting gear that goes with shooting or survival or, or, or camping, hunting, whatever. We've talked about a lot of that stuff, over these past 50 episodes. And it, the important thing to remember, right. And I'll, I'll, I, I'll never forget. Okay. Cause my, my father-in-law explained this when my wife and I bought our house together. You don't got to do it all at once. There's always going to be something you want to fix. There's always going to be something you want to do. You don't have to do it all at once. And, you know, it's really easy to look at it and say, yeah, well, that's, that's easy. That's easy for you to say, you know, you have a nicer house, you have a bigger house, you know, it, but it's not, it's not about that. And it's not about how much money you can spend. I truly believe it's about what you learn along the way. Uh, we've talked a lot about buying once, crying once. Well, you know, that's one of the things that, that it took me a while to learn. Okay. For me, it was firearms. Uh, you know, for, for some people it might be, it's hunting gear right? You just go and you spend money on the new hunting gear, right? You know, this new thermal layer, these new boots, whatever. And 90% of it, well, okay, probably close to like 70% of it, you don't need, right? But, and you figure that out as you go, like, oh, this will help. I, you know, I love to have this. And then it just, you know, you go out a couple of times, you realize it never leaves your bag and you don't really need it. Could it be nice to have once in a blue moon? I don't know, maybe, but do you really need it? No. And you learn that stuff as you go. And then we can turn around then and help each other learn from those, uh, those interactions, those instances, things like when I, you know, went, went to Northern Michigan, uh, a couple weeks ago with Sam and Ryan or last year with, with Ryan and Jake on a hunt, you know, to, to scout for hunting. I'm sorry. Okay. You learn as you do this stuff. Um, and I, and I thought that was actually really worth highlighting because, in, in my mind, nobody ever has all the right answers. Okay. And, and I think that some people really try to put out a front like they do, um, or at the very least do they, they work real hard to never, ever say the words. I don't know. There's always a reason why they can't give you the answer. There's always a reason why I'm not going to talk about that because that's not what we're here for. Well, that's, you know, it's, I mean, in some instances that's probably true, but it's okay. It's okay to say you don't know. Um, you just, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a reflection of you as a person. It's a reflection of you as a shooter, as a camper, as a hunter, as a cook, whatever, you know, it's okay to say that you don't know. Um, 
But I think the important thing to acknowledge with all that is what's not okay is to just find complacency in that statement and find comfort in that statement. And this is where I think a lot of people fall short, right? Is if I were to look at somebody and say, hey, what does it take to start a podcast? Well, I don't know. And then it ends, right? Or what is it going to take to make me a better shooter? Well, I don't know. How do I go about learning how to hunt? Well, I mean, I don't know. It, you know what I mean? It's okay not to know. What's not okay, like I said, is the complacency. Uh, it, it, it's willful ignorance is really what it comes down to in a lot of this. And I think recognizing that is the single biggest determining factor in people you'll see that are successful in, in a lot of walks of life. The people that are unsuccessful are okay with not being successful. They're okay with being complacent. They're okay with where they're at. And they don't want for more. Or if they do want for more, they they don't want to work to get that more. They want to look at whose fault. It, whose fault it is, right? Why they don't have more. We see this a lot with politics. We've talked a lot about it on here about personal accountability. Personal accountability, whether it's financial or, you know, material or just knowledge in general, right? Uh, take those steps. I mean, it's going to suck, right? Like right now I'm, you know, today it's, it's uh, May 4th, 2021. And I am in the middle of studying for my technician's license for ham radio. It's the basic level bottom line uh, ham radio license because I want to learn how to set up and run communications in an emergency scenario. That's something that I want to learn how to do. Is it awesome? No. The, the I mean, I'm on chapter, I think like six out of nine or 10. And it's, it's tough stuff because a lot of it's just memorization. Some of it, there's a, like a small amount of formula work, but a lot of it's just memorization, just learning the material and stuff that I was okay. I was actually decent at in high school, haven't had to use since I graduated, you know, um, what, almost 15 years ago now. So yeah, I, I, I don't know it or didn't know it, but I'm working on it because that's something I want to do. Uh, don't be afraid to put the, the work in. Don't be afraid to be, you know, be putting that effort in and don't be ashamed to tell people that it's one of the single biggest mistakes I think that people make. Um, and I, and, and I get it. I don't want to sound non-empathetic here. But you should not be ashamed of doing your best. You shouldn't. Be, you shouldn't. People don't have a right to make you feel bad about that. Okay. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, you know what? It was probably closer to a couple months ago now. All right. And this was as I was working towards pulling in our first sponsorship for this podcast. Right. Um, and there were, you know, obviously communications going on. We're working on things, um, finalizing how everything is going to work. And anybody who's worked through that kind of situation, you know, it's communication can take a couple of days. People got, you know, day jobs. Uh, people have other things going on. Stuff like this is almost never the top priority. So, so fine. Um, discussing this with a close uh, friend and I was told nobody cares about your podcast, dude. And... Um, that sucked. It did. Um, especially hearing it from that individual who I, uh, you know, hold in a high regard and hold in a high standing. 
it sucks hearing those words. Like nobody cares about whatever. Or the same thing if you're, hey, I'm really working on getting better at whatever, football. I'm really working at getting better at golf. No, I mean, yeah, good. Good for you and, and work on that. But no one has the right to sit there and say, you know, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. You suck. That that kind of behavior and attitude, and I talked about this, I think it was around like Thanksgiving, honestly, because the holidays are, it seems to be the time when when those sorts of issues, those interpersonal issues manifest themselves the most with us. Uh don't let people make you feel bad about it. Uh, in, in the simplest of terms, you had to you had to suck at one point in order to get better, right? Your starting point is going to be lower than your ending point. That's just the nature of how it works. If, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it, right? And just because it doesn't pique someone else's interest doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing. I mean, God knows uh, the stuff that I'm that we're all into, right? You know, camping, prepping. Uh, canning, uh, you know, whatever, shooting, uh, hunting, hiking, mountain climbing, whatever, right? Off-roading. A lot of people look at it and go, man, what's wrong with you? Or did look at it, I should say. They did look at it and go, man, what are you, what's wrong with you? What are you worried about? Are you some kind of nutcase? Because we're, you know, hey, I have a couple weeks worth of food saved up and stored up. I have a couple weeks worth of toilet paper. Yeah, who's laughing yeah, once the lockdown hit, that stuff was like gold, right? Who's laughing then? Not not those guys that were running the store to buy a six pack of shit tickets every time, uh, you know, every week. It, it was you, the one who you know has the Costco membership, buys it in bulk, more than you need, just so you never run out, right? The people that were ordering those uh, those goofy, uh, what do you call it, a bidet, right? The uh, the Amazon like forty dollar bidet you can hook up to your toilet because it was cheaper than toilet paper, or just at the very least more affordable than toilet paper. I mean, there's some ingenuity to that, I suppose. But those are the people that looked at people like me and said, "Well, that's a dumb idea. You shouldn't listen to this. Nobody cares about it. That doesn't impact my life." And that's all stuff I've had friends tell me through this whole process, right? So don't get discouraged. Um, if anything else, use it as motivation to, I mean, honestly, find better friends, but, uh, to help reach, you know, encourage you to reach out and build your network, right? You know, if somebody's not interested in what you're doing, that's fine. I have a bunch of friends that are not pro second amendment. I have a bunch of friends that are of different political and religious views, um, than me, you know, they can still be respectful, you know, and now I don't, I try not to, I try to make sure I don't push my views on them. Likewise. And I think as, you know, courteous, respectful, uh, adults, that's just how the world works. But, you know, I've had just as many people reach out to me during all this and go, Hey, that's really cool. Hey, I, you know, I've been thinking maybe I need to buy a gun or, Hey, I, I do need to get a medical kit to, I was talking with a friend uh, the other weekend about picking up, uh, something from my medic about, or to keep in their hunting bag. Right. People don't, you know, whether you bow hunt, whether you, you know, rifle hunt, shit happens. Well, it's just, it, it, it was just cutting yourself, right? You're, you're opening something and you cut yourself your pocket knife, having the bandage there to take care of it. That makes a difference. Okay. Um, but use those in the, you know, I, I use those interactions to help kind of reframe, uh, my life. I had some, some pretty toxic relationships in my life. Um, staying, I guess, 
staying on my path, right? Staying on, on this, this path towards what I wanted to do uh, on this mission actually helped me eliminate some of those people and then, and then pull in new people and new relationships in my life that I uh, hadn't really acknowledged. You know, uh, build your network, right? Reach out for that knowledge. Like I said, none of us have all the answers, right? That's why I bring people on here to share their life experiences, to share their knowledge, to share their information. Uh, you know, we all have friends that, that span a while, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that span multiple walks of life, right? Most of the people that I've had on here, I'll be just completely honest, are people that I met when I was much younger, uh, do it, it very involved in music. It just so happens that as we all got older and our lives all took different, different directions. Yeah. Um, Spencer became an EMT. Uh, Sam went into the air force, right? Jake and Ryan have been hunters since that time. And or even earlier in Ryan's case, you know, build that network. Everyone's got a different knowledge set and skill set. Just because, you know, uh, you didn't talk to them before doesn't mean you can't become great friends now and remove some of those people that are looking at you saying that you're dumb for even trying. Because those people are never going to go away. I mean, I just had a guy uh, jump on our uh, Instagram page uh, and it's, it's some guy, you know, that basically just likes to shit post, uh, you know, on, on videos and stuff like, Oh, you're doing this wrong. That's, that's making you bad. Oh, you're violating an NFA law. Like, well, thanks. Have a great day, dude. Um, and if you look into things, it's not always what it looks like, you know, Oh, Hey, you got a, an AR pistol with a vertical grip. That's a violation. Hope you got a tax stamp for that. Like, well, why can a, why don't like, why do you need to take the time out of your day to go ahead and, and try and ruin somebody else's with a comment like that? B, understand that if anything's over 26 inches overall length, it's no longer an AR pistol. It's a firearm and that the rules are different. Like, educate yourself. Not to mention that the interpretation on all those laws changes basically weekly. So my point is those people don't ever go away. You're always going to have someone telling you that what you're doing is dumb. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. You should just give up. You should just quit. For a lot of us, it's the same kind of conversations that we have with our kids. Uh... You know, so have them reach out for, or even yourself, your kids, whomever, whatever, reach out, build your network, uh, interpersonal connections and relationships are great for learning because it's a lot easier to just look at them and go, Hey, let's go hiking. I want you to teach me about this. Hey, let's go shooting. I want you to teach me about this, or I want to teach you about that, but more, more so even, okay. The digital world, the written word, uh, whatever you want to call it is, is huge now. What we do now with computers and internet access, I mean, 20 years ago, people would never believe half of it. 30 years ago, they definitely wouldn't believe it, right? Um, you can find anything at the click of a mouse, at a tap of a screen, you know, on our, our smartphones. And that's honestly, I've put so much time in on research, uh, whether it's on topics we discuss, because some of it has been, but getting started and working on things like the software, um, reaching out to, again, friends that I had in, in you know, the, the music world about... Hey, how can I run a, you know, a laptop as a mixer board? How can I run microphones? How can I make this all work? And then a lot of it is just Google searching through places like Reddit, through various articles on different websites to learn how to do this, finding YouTube videos of how to play with the settings until you can figure it out for yourself. And you, you know, it starts to make sense. You start to figure it out and you get better at it. Okay. And then 
you know, you you eventually get that that appreciation, right? Of course, by that by appreciation, I'm I'm meaning that you're able to do the thing you want to do. You you're able to record and upload, edit whatever podcasts, or you're able to hit a target at at thirty yards with a handgun, or maybe it's a rifle. Maybe you're you're trying to get better at long distance shooting, or maybe it's just shooting in general. Maybe you went out and bought your gun and you, you made a good educated decision and you feel great about it because you put the time in and you figured it out for yourself or you figured it out for yourself with the help from other people. Okay. They helped you figure it out. They helped you go out and buy it. It's that in itself is a big deal, right? Not, not only because of how intimidating gun stores can be, um, but right now the availability, but you know, it's just, it's, it, it's an important step for anybody to take on the responsibility of being a gun owner. Right. And when we're doing this guys, like, I think it's important to mention to just be a sponge, right? Um, every encounter that we come across in life is real. It's all relative and it teaches us something. Okay. So yeah, sometimes you, you're learning the, the way not to do something. Sometimes you're, you're lucky enough, you're learning the right way to do something. Uh, you're going to learn an awful lot more what not to do. That's just from my experience. But you, you have to take all of those, you know, uh, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. And you kind of got to examine each interaction as, it's, as if it's, it's uh, you know, uh, standing on its own feet rather than just lumping everything together. You know, one bad experience does not mean that every experience you have, like one bad trip to the the gun range where you break a rule, right? Uh, You something you're not supposed to, um, you violate a safety rule and the range officer yells at you. That doesn't mean like, yes, that that happens, right? It's happened to, I'm sure, almost all of us at some point or another, right? That doesn't mean that every range session is going to be that way. You take the, the positive from that is, okay, I know I'll, I'll probably never do that again because I, I'm embarrassed as shit while everyone's looking at me. I feel awful because I could have hurt someone else or myself. But the positive is I'll never do that again. And then the next range trip, you, range trip, you know not to do that, but then you can have a more positive experience with just shooting. You can focus more on just the target. You can feel more confident on just that, Right letting the little things go. Okay. Um, it, you know, and it's important to kind of just ignore some of that stuff and just set your goals and, and push forward, right? The bad things are going to happen. Uh, like I said, you know, learn from them, but focus on the positive and, uh, focus on the why, right? The why you're doing this, where you want to get. Um, I think that that's probably the most important part of all, uh, of all of this. Um, like I said, regardless of what goal you're setting for yourself, focusing on the positive aspects and focusing on why you're doing it. I know for me personally, there are nights when I really don't want to do any of this stuff. Okay. Researching for topics, reaching out to people to schedule, Hey, when are you able to sit down so we can record, you know, and, it, and that's a positive experience once we get to that point, but scheduling conflicts, I mean, we're all adults. We don't got stuff going on. It, it can be time consuming. It sucks. Uh, or, doing content for the Instagram page, uh, doing content for the Facebook page. We have a a locals page, which I have basically criminally neglected, um, to do a whole lot with. And I'm going (laughs) to, I've made a, um, promise to myself that I'm going to, I'm going to keep working on that and be more active on locals.com. 
and you can look us up there, but, um, focus on the positives, the positives that have, you know, yielded from this. I've, I've made new friends. I've expanded my knowledge base. I've got, this project has gotten sponsored, has moved forward in a positive way and is, in, in, in most ways, it's positively regarded by people that are at least aware of our existence. As far as I know, I, I have not gotten uh, any negative feedback from people telling me that I should, you know, fold up this project and quit because what I'm doing is awful and wrong. But, you know, fo- like I said, focus on the good stuff. I'm sure there's some people who think we're a joke. I don't really give a shit. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but sort that out for yourself, right? Um make up your, your, your mind on what you want to do. And as long as it makes sense to you, you know, that's, that's what matters. Okay. Your own happiness is what, is what matters for me. It's being able to do this, to share my experiences, to share knowledge, be able to talk about this stuff. I learned so much from doing it. Uh, and like I said, expand your network. I, I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago. I got to do an Instagram live with, uh, another, online, I guess, uh, I want to say personality, but group. Okay. The concealed journey, good guys living their side of the country from me. And, you know, uh, I don't know, had I never done this, I obviously never would have gotten in touch with, uh, with Damien and I, I never would have gotten a chance to sit down and talk with them. Actually want to sit down and talk with them again soon, but it's a positive that came out of it. Right. And just keep in mind, you know, as much as you're looking at yourself introspectively right now, thinking about your goals, thinking about your wants, right? Uh, everyone's are different. So be respectful of that and and try and be encouraging to people who are working on those things too. Um, whether it's something as small as, you know, building a book collection or just reading as much as they can. And that's, you know, they, maybe they review books uh, on a podcast or they want to start a YouTube channel about smoking pipes and cigars or, you know, whatever the case may be, try and be at least try and be a positive influence, a positive, uh, interaction, right? I feel like that's pretty much how we're going to, we're going to get through this. Don't be, basically don't be a piece of shit, (laughs) you know? Uh, treat people decent, man. It's not that hard. It's really not. You don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything. Um, but as you're finding your way through a lot of this, it could be something that's a couple weeks long. It could be something that's months and years long. It, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But, um, I find that one of the biggest pieces of this is staying accountable and when I say stay accountable, it's, you can, yeah, you can keep a journal, you can keep a checklist, you can set, you know, Hey, like working out, for example, right. I got back in the gym and I'm working out and I, uh, you know, and you try to every couple of weeks, add some weight to make sure you're still trending in a, in a positive direction and doing things the right way, whatever. That doesn't mean that every two weeks you have to be adding five pounds on to whatever you're doing. Otherwise you failed. What I mean by that is look at your accomplishments and don't I, don't let yourself regress, okay? Uh, everyone's roadmap, this is something I hear a lot in, in corporate America lately because uh, for some people, COVID has uh, derailed their career and for some people, it has really helped move their career along just, you know, different ways the world has worked, right? 
Um, some people are able to have access to new job opportunities because of remote working being so popular right now. Some people have lost their jobs because <laughs> the world came to a screeching halt, uh, you know, 14 months ago. Uh, Crap, now I'm thinking about all that. I'm not even, I can't remember what the hell I was going to say. But um, be accountable, all right? Um, your roadmap, that's what it was, my roadmap, right? Uh, we hear this a lot in corporate America. Is, is it's, it's different. It's not always a straight line path to the top. Um, but as long as you're keeping yourself accountable to your your goals, you're not taking six weeks off and then revisiting it. Not to say that couldn't happen for a good reason, but, you know, hey, instead of sitting down and going and playing, you know, four hours of Warzone, maybe you sit down and you play an hour of Warzone, <laughs> you know, one night a week or something with your buddies. And the rest of the time you spend working on these other projects or just working on other things in, in general. It doesn't have to be one of your projects. It could be doing things around the house, build a better marriage by, you know, volunteering to clean the kitchen. Do the, di- you know, doing the dishes, uh, do the laundry, do the yard work, whatever. Not the yard, the, uh, <laughs> the weather's changing. I, and I'm saying this as I, I looked up my window today going, man, I really need to cut my lawn. Uh, I really don't want to. Part of that, you know, in my mind growing up, that's just one of those things like, hey, be an adult. That's something that adults have to do and deal with. Um, as I got older, I found that that's not necessarily true. There are a lot of pieces of shit in this world that don't look at life that way and would be very happy to point out why somebody else should be doing it for them. Um, but I digress. So be accountable and just understand, uh, if you want to get there, you can, if you're willing to work for it, that's really, that that's, that's the biggest thing, right? Uh, find a way to be successful. The, the most successful people in the world had tremendous hurdles to overcome, right? People like Bill Gates, people like Elon Musk, uh, you know, tech giants of the world, people who are the top shooters in the world, people who are the top, you know, uh, survivalists, people like, you know, these, these social media personalities and things. It's never an overnight success story. There's always things to overcome and there's a lot of work that's put in just being, you know, honest. And in, in my small endeavor here, there's been a lot of, a lot, a lot that's gone into it. Uh, in, in all walks of life, definitely sacrifices on, you know, time. And, uh, you know, I've had to miss out on a couple of family gatherings and things just, Hey, nope, can't do it. I have somebody I scheduled to sound talk my podcast. And then I get, you know, the ribbing from them about it, but you know, Hey, I'll make it up to you next week. I'll make it up, whatever. Well, you figure out a way to get through it, but don't, uh, don't be afraid of it, man. You know, whatever, whatever it is, I mean, like with shooting, right. Don't, uh, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and fail a little bit. Um, and, and don't feel like, like I said, you know, it doesn't have to happen all at once. Don't be, uh, don't think you have to run before you can walk. Right. Uh, it's really easy to look at a lot of the stuff you see online right now and think that like, that's where you have to be. I struggle with that personally. Um, if any of you guys have looked at our Instagram page, like I, there's several things that I suck at. Uh, and for a long time, I, really debated whether it was worth sharing that those videos, sharing those pictures, whatever, sharing my thoughts with people, because it's not something that I was good at, but it's all relative. Uh, it's all worth sharing. Um, maybe in some small way, somebody sees a video of me working on it, trying to get better at it and goes, Hey, 
I'm not the only one, right? Or drawing from concealment, for example. Not, not something I'm great at. Maybe somebody sees that and that's their personal inspiration. Not, not saying that I think I'm inspiring anybody, but maybe that's all it takes one day for somebody to go, Hey, if, you know, if this guy can do it, then so can I, or, Hey, I'm not the only one that can't go that fast or can't do all those things. You know, uh, it, it's okay. Walk first and then the running will come much easier later. Something I used to talk about a lot with uh, my students when I was teaching uh, marching band, teaching marching percussionists. Everybody wants to do the cool stuff. Everyone wants to do the things they see in the, ugh, in the movie Drumline. You know, that's the question I always used to get from people when I tried explaining what I used to do. And they go, oh, it's just like Nick Cannon in the movie Drumline. I was like, yeah, sure. It's, it's really not. Um, to get to that kind of thing, it takes years of practice and a lot of time goes into it. But it's, you know, anything that's worth doing is worth doing right, is worth putting that time in, is worth building those fundamental skills up. So whether, you, whether it's shooting or hunting, right, you got to put the time in and learn how to do that with shooting. We talked, um, you know, in a couple different episodes about mentoring shooters and building shooters and specific skills that are required to you, that you have to ingrain in somebody. Somebody has to learn before they can move on to the next thing, right? Uh, you know, specific skills like a draw stroke. And a lot of people might look at it and, you know, from the, the outside perspective and just say, well, that's easy. You just pull a gun out of the damn holster. Yeah. I mean, you can simplify almost anything down to you just, and then fill in the blank. Not always so cut and dry. There's a lot of science that comes down behind that. And, you know, anybody who's actually put the time in, learned how to become a shooter, um, or is looking into it right now and working on it, we know that it's, you can say that, but it's not, it's not true. There's a lot of study and research that have gone into why you should draw a specific way. There's a lot of study and research that have gone into why it's safer to do things a certain way. Okay. Even things that people don't think about like, Hey, you, when you're you know going through your draw stroke, that finger doesn't go into the trigger guard until that gun is pressed out away from you, right? Until you're ready to to pull that trigger. People don't think about that kind of thing. Or or sight alignment. It's not just point, pull, boom, go, you're good, right? Sight alignment is is something that a lot of people struggle with. Whether you can't do the three white dots or you know you can't do the Glock sights. Me personally, I like blacked out rears with like a fiber optic front. That's what I prefer. Hey, maybe you're you're getting used to how to how to work a red dot, like something like an RMR Delta Point Pro, whatever, on a pistol. Maybe that's your learning curve right now. Like that that takes a learning curve, believe it or not. Um, shit for me, indexing magazines during reloads. That was I just put a, a video up on that this weekend. I had like a epiphany type moment that hey, sometimes it's okay to go slower for a for a, a second. So you can go faster later, right? And it's worth it because you accomplish the overall goal in a better fashion. Uh, some people would disagree with that. You just got to go fast, 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 right? It's not the case. Um, and then, you know, you start combining those skills slowly. Uh, people talk about slow is smooth, smooth is fast. That really is the case with a lot of things. I can speak as a musician, as a, as a shooter, uh, what, if you can, you need to be able to do it slow correctly before you can eventually do it fast. Otherwise you haven't 
really mastered those skills. Okay. Talk about a lot in, in, in music, you know, it's really easy to go fast on some things because at least with, with like drumming, you have the rebound that helps carry, carry things off the head. It's really hard as a percussionist uh, to play in time and to go slow because it takes a lot of control. Okay. Same kind of thing applies to, to shooting, right? Um, it's easy to just pull the trigger as fast as you can. It is difficult to pull that trigger quickly while maintaining a high level of accuracy while transitioning from target to target. So you start slow. You build those fundamental skills, recoil control, proper grip, proper sight alignment, proper transition skills from target to target. And then you eventually work your way up going faster and faster, building proficiency, right? And remember that when you're, you're you're building muscle memory. So, you know, repetition is key with stuff like this and here. Okay. So, and, and kind of getting away from the whole, I guess, you know, not trying to be so, so shooting centric. Right. And I, I'm guilty. I fall in that hole an awful lot. Right. Here's a big thing that I think a lot of that, that I know, not think I know a lot of people struggle with because I deal with this all the time and we probably have friends that are, that have this problem. You need to be open to criticism, okay? Being told you're doing something wrong is not the end of the world. It's, it's just not. It's also, and I can't stress this enough, it's also not an attack on you personally about the quality of your character. It's not calling you an idiot. It's not saying whatever. It's not saying any of those things. Telling somebody that they're wrong is black and white. It is as easy as just you're letting them know that whatever they're doing, whatever they're saying is not correct. Now we need to be open to that criticism, right? We need to be open to being told, Hey, what you're doing is wrong. I think the other piece of that is if you're going to tell somebody what's wrong, you need to, I mean, phrase it correctly, you know, obviously like, Hey, you know, don't be a dick about it, right? Like, Hey, what you're doing is wrong. If you wanted to go faster, you could try it this way. Or have you thought about doing it this way? Maybe they don't want to. And that's, <coughs> excuse me, that's a personal decision. That's fine. Okay. But be open to the criticism. I think uh, ego gets in the way with a lot of people's, uh, how can I put this? People want to get to a certain level of recognition. People want to get to a certain level of, I guess, acclaim. Uh, they want to be recognized as a subject matter expert. They want to be viewed as somebody of, uh, of good standing or grand standing with, I mean, it could be whatever, you know, uh, whether you're learning how to be a, a bourbon steward and you want to learn how to, how to taste bourbon and, and speak, uh, to an educated standard, I guess, to speak confidently about something like bourbon, uh, or, or guns, firearms, shooting, uh, optics and things that go with that. A car, right? That's something a lot of people talk about in everyday life is your vehicle, your transportation, the pieces that go with that finances and investing. Okay. To have somebody say that you're wrong, this is correct. It's not an attack on you personally. And I think way too many of us take it that way. Uh, I actually have people in, you know, just being totally honest, I have people in my life that I will actually actively purposely avoid telling them that they're wrong. It is easier for me to just change the subject 
than to ever force them to try or try to force them to acknowledge that what they're saying, what they're doing, how they're feeling, whatever is incorrect, that it, they shouldn't. And you might be saying, hey, well, for some of this, it's, you know, uh, you talk about feelings, that's subjective. You could be wrong. Well, I could be wrong. However, in, in a lot of instances, people don't even want to hear it. They don't want to have the discussion because they're insulted that anyone would go as far as to say, hey, you're wrong. You really shouldn't feel that way. And here's why I feel that way. You know, they can't, they can't hear your opinion. They only want to hear their opinion. Those people, and this is my opinion, <laughs> is uh, the, the people that are that closed off to the, how the rest of the world thinks, uh, how the rest of the world um, sees things, whatever. Those people are, I don't want to say doomed for failure, but I, I will say that they're probably doomed to be less successful than, less successful than they probably would, would be able to be otherwise, right? You're, you're limiting your own potential because you're refusing to hear somebody else's point of view and you're, you're, you're putting ego first rather than trying to take it for what it is. For one isolated interaction, one subjective opinion, one thought, one whatever. Okay, you could learn from it. You could, you could, you could have, it could be a conversation with family, right? And you could walk away from that going, wow, my, my conversation with my dad is a million times better because I sucked it up for about 10 minutes. I got to the awkward part of the conversation where he told me, you know, I was being an asshole for whatever reason. I heard him out. And after that was said and done, I decided, yeah, you know, that's, I was, you know, and you guys work it out and your, your relationship just gets better from there. That could happen. But if you're so unwilling to hear that, you'll never get there. You'll miss out on the whole thing. It's like, it's, it's like you're confining yourself to a destiny of mediocrity is really what it is by not being willing to hear outside input that isn't what you want to hear. And it's funny because people that, uh, again, these are just my experiences, but the people that are the worst about that are also the ones that want to point that out the most about other people. Like, oh, you just don't want to hear something that's bad. You just don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear that because it's not what you want it, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, for every, How's this go? For every finger you point, you got three more look, uh, pointing back at you or whatever. You, you know, you got to be a little bit introspective in that regard and, and realize, hey, you know, I need to, I need to also uh, shut up and listen sometimes. Okay. It's not the end of the world being told that you're wrong. Now, I mean, it, and it's, it is your prerogative and your personal choice, right? Uh, if you want to, how much weight, right? How much weight you want to give those comments, if it's dumb, it's dumb. If you disagree with it that vehemently, then just walk away. Just ignore it and move on with your life. And you'll get where you're supposed to get. I I do, I, I have faith. I, I believe in destiny. I think that, uh, you know, there's, everyone's going to end up at a certain point in a certain place in life for a certain set of circumstances and reasons. Um, that's why I have a really, really hard time. And again, this is just me personally. I have a really hard time uh, when I'm 
being told that I need to, uh, that I need to feel bad for people who are, uh, down on their luck, that are drug addicted, that are, um, falling on. I mean, falling on hard times is one thing that happens. It happened to my family right when I got into high school, my dad got laid off. Uh, my mom owned a small business. Things, things were rough for a couple of years there. Like I, I get that. That's different. Um, what I'm talking about is, uh, I have people I know that just won't get out of their own way to help themselves. Um, keep going back to the drugs. Don't want to get better. Refuse to go into rehab. Uh, I've got, you know, family that have had addiction issues. Uh, you know, people, I have friends that refuse to believe that there's anything different they could be doing in their life to improve their situation, but they want to sit there and gripe and bitch and complain about why they're not living in a bigger house, why they're not making more money, why they're not having a better job, uh, why the co- they don't work for a different company that can afford to do more for them. These are all, you know, conversations I've had with people. Yeah, it, it is scary sometimes. It's scary to switch jobs, right? Leave the company you've been at for X amount of years to go work someplace else. To make that change. To not know if you're going to be good at the new job you're taking. If it's a completely new job. Uh, to not know if you're really going to like working for the people that you're going to work for at this new place. But you you, you can't you can't really keep going through life going, well, you know, if I would have. Well, what if? You know, uh, you have to take some chances if you want to find success. It's plain and simple. Okay. The people that refuse to do that are the ones, unfortunately, right now um, (laughs) that we have screaming for more government funding, more socialism, more um, unemployment benefits, right? Because people don't want to go back to work because they're making more money right now during COVID. They don't want to go back. And here's the crazy part, right? Is here in Michigan, at least we're passing a law or program or something that will literally, they're going to pay people a thousand dollars to go out and get a job. You're paying somebody to go out and get a job. They're not, not the, like the state will not the company. The state's going to pay you a thousand dollars to go get a job. There was a place on the news, a bar or bar and restaurant, whatever that was forced to open up because of, I think it was like investors or something, but was forced to open up to start bringing in revenue with four people. That was the entire staff of the restaurant. They cannot get people to even come in and take interviews. I've heard in other places in the country, they're literally offering you $50 to come interview at McDonald's. Not to take the job, just to come in and interview. Here's 50 bucks, no strings attached. Just get people in the door for a job. Think about that. And there are people who are who are happier sitting at home every day, doing nothing but drinking, partying, fucking, whatever, smoking pot, and they don't they they don't see anything wrong with that. Those are the kinds of people. Again, this again, this is my opinion. Those are the kind of people that are never going to get where they think they deserve to be in life. They're always going to look at somebody else and say, "It's their fault that that never happened for me." They're never going to look at that and go, well, hey, if I had gotten off my ass in 2021 and gone and applied at some other places, I would have uh, maybe even provided some some other opportunities. I could have advanced myself a little bit further. Or I could have, you know, maybe if you're working right now, maybe I could have advanced my career a little bit further had I sucked it up and taken that new position. 
Had I sucked it up and taken a different job at a different company when they offered it to me? Maybe it was, uh, you know, I thought it was beneath me because they didn't want to give me, you know, a bunch more money to go. Not saying I have all the right answers. I'm just saying that, you know, if you want to be successful, sometimes you have to take a risk and you got to work for it. You got to want it. And don't be afraid of failure. You know, this is, like I said, this project, I never imagined that a year into it, this project would be, the prepared mindset would be sitting where it's at right now, that we'd be looking at, you know, the plans that we have for the future on expansion, on, honestly, I never thought I'd get a sponsor, but, you know, you miss, it's Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, right? So you have to be respectful of the fear of failure, but also kind of ignore it, right? Put that in a box. And, and if you really want it, go out there and, and get what it is that you, you want. You want to be a, an Instagram influencer, one of these people that, that do the shooting videos and stuff. Hey, that looked good to me. And I, this is what I did. Am I as good as a lot of those guys? No, I'm, I'm not. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay being a little bit more average and, and trying to help people. You know, being a little bit less about myself and a little bit more about everyone else. That's what I really wanted to do. And I think that's what we're, we're doing and what we're accomplishing right now. And we're going to keep doing it. We have a lot of plans for the future to, to just, to do more stuff is the best way I can put it. I don't want to get any specifics because that would kind of ruin it, but don't be afraid, right? Go start your own business. Go start your own social media project. Go out there and, and, you know, find a new career path. Do what you got to do. Get where you get where you want to be, man. You can do it. I know you can. I, I, I'm doing what I want to do right now. And it feels great. I'll be honest with you guys. Once you get to the point where you start to, you kind of get to realize and see and experience and really enjoy the, uh, I guess, like the fruits of your labor. That's, it's, it, it's pretty cool. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I definitely couldn't have gotten here without, you know, without help. Uh, but to be successful, like I said, I mean, you got to just do it and you got to commit to it and you got to put the work in, you got to put the time in, man. It's, I think it's kind of like a lost art, you know, for a lot of us, I got, I'm getting ready to turn 32. So I'm not really that old. I don't, I don't think I'm that old, but you know, people my age, you know, our parents, Shit, my dad is getting ready to turn 63 this year. Uh, and, you know, God love him. Dude goes to work. He'll work 60-hour weeks. You know, he works, uh, you know, he'll work seven 12s if he can. And he'll do that for like eight weeks in a row, like two months in a row of 12-hour shifts. And then he'll take like a day off or his his day off is he just doesn't come in early and he leaves at the right time. He doesn't stay late or nothing. And he'll do that for a couple of days to, to help him get a little bit more sleep or whatever. And then he's right back at it while he can, man, that's the kind of work ethic. I think that more of us should have, you know, I think that that's something that this generation is just, let's say this generation, I mean, like kids that are in getting out of high school now and stuff, these, these kids that are, uh, I don't want to say that they're protesting on the TV, but the ones that are sitting here saying that liberal, everything is the way we ought to be, or we're going, you know, they're going out telling, uh, police officers that they're the problem with this country, man, go work for something, get some perspective on your life. You know, I, I really do think that, uh, we, as a, as a culture here in America are, 
getting more and more afraid to work for anything. You know, it's not like I work 45 hours a week. Some weeks it's closer to 50. It happens, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. And that's before I get to stuff like this, the podcast where I'm putting time in every day. Sometimes it's only 20 or 30 minutes. Other days it's two and a half, three and a half, four hours, whatever, you know, and then that's, you find time for the gym, you find time for whatever, just, but that's life, right? Don't let it, that you don't let the fear of that hold you back because it'll be worth it. I'm telling you, it'll be worth it once you get where you want to be. Once you, you see that you're actually making it work, you may not be where you want to be yet, but you can see that you're getting there. So you guys, I hope this is, uh, hope this is, you know, maybe inspirational or maybe it just resonates with you. You know, I, I got, that's the kind of people I surround myself with are the people that, that get this, this idea. Uh, you know, people we've had on this show, Sam, right. Went through all of his training, went through the military, got the hardest job in the world. He's a dad. People like, like Ryan, right. I just had Ryan on a couple episodes ago. Ryan started his own business. And then the pandemic hit once thing, he was really hitting his stride. Dude did, dude didn't quit right? You you find something, you find a different way to do it. You make it work. Is it scary? I'm assuming it probably is coming from a family where my mother uh, also ran her own small business. Yeah. I'm assuming there's a high amount of fear, uh, a risk of failure that that comes along with that kind of stuff. You know, Spencer, he's an EMT. Could he do something wrong? Could he hurt somebody while trying to help them? Yeah. But you don't, you don't focus on that right? You don't dwell on that. You don't make that the center of your universe. You focus on where you want to be, what you want to do, and you'll get there. I, I believe that. So again, I I hope this has been, uh, like I said, I hope this has resonated with you guys. I hope this has been an inspirational message of sorts. Um, We're going to keep on doing what we do here at the prepared mindset for hopefully a lot, a lot, a long, long time. You know, like I said, 50 episodes is not a lot for some people. For me personally, this is like a, this is a landmark. This is something that I didn't know if I would ever get to this number. So this is a big deal to me. Guys, we're going to keep doing this thing. Uh, I'll be back next week. We have guests lined up. We have projects lined up. We're working on stuff all the time. Until next week's episode, you guys get out there, you train, you work hard, and as always, you guys be prepared.